The dream economy is here. Are you coming? Welcome. My name is Katherine Morrison, and as I've coached countless online entrepreneurs into six, multiple six-figure and half-million-dollar businesses, I've learned a lot. One of the main things is that I'm not just here to help you create a high quantity of money. It's actually pretty easy. I'm here to help you do that through the highest quality money imaginable. That means activating and amplifying your unique frequency to take your being and form it into a magnetic, sharply differentiated brand that has clients dropping in out of the sky, salivating to work with you specifically, not someone who does that thing you do. I'm here to help you open the channel for the creation that wants to come through you, where growing your business and building demand comes from razor sharp business precision and business growth is always tied to an expansion of your pleasure. Expanding your mind and your nervous system to create more, receive more, and be bigger in visibility and impact in the world than your rational mind ever imagined possible. This isn't matrix business building. It's business building through soul ascension. This isn't just business coaching. This is the timeline to your destiny. Are you ready to play? Welcome to the Ascension Through Entrepreneurship podcast. Let's get started. family. Oh my goodness. We are just one week away from doors opening for Q3 enrollment inside of the brand Alchemy Accelerator. And as I was thinking about who I could bring on for you all to sort of feel into the kind of change that brand alchemy facilitates, I realized I wanted to bring on someone that was newer in their business. If you've been with me for more than a minute, you know that people come into Brand Alchemy from ground zero to multiple millions of dollars. And sometimes that can be confusing. for They're like, wait, what? Like, how how do I, is this not for me? And I realized it was after the last launch, I think I had on a client who was at multiple six figures. And then the launch before that, I believe I'd had two client interviews that last launch, but I had brought on one of my million dollar clients. And I realized after I heard from a couple of people that were like, oh, Catherine doesn't work with like new entrepreneurs anymore. Catherine. And it was in a way where it was like, they felt kind of sad because my niche formally, most of this audience is new, but I used to have a business a year ago where I helped employees actually transition into entrepreneurship. And I realized at that point, I was like, oh, you know, I guess if I were to look from like the lens of someone who is outside of the program and they're only looking at like the highlights of what's been on this podcast, what they're hearing from in the last few months is the people at multiple six figures, is the people in million dollar businesses, right? And I remember being new in my business and I remember actually the first time I stepped into a high level mastermind and I was like a new entrepreneur, I just felt like a fish out of water because I was surrounded by all of these people in like multiple six-figure businesses. And I was like, I don't belong here, right? And I wanted with this launch to really highlight there are so many people using the brand alchemy process to call in that next version of themselves who maybe right now they're in corporate and they're calling in the version of themselves that has their first five clients, their first 10 clients, right? 
And so today, what I wanted to really surface on the podcast is a conversation with my client, Sarah Beth, who you're going to hear so (laughs) in so much detail. But the reason I called this podcast going from massive action to aligned action is Sarah came in and so many people also come in where they think they're doing all the things. They're taking all the action, right? And then they're trying to just do, do, do more. And they're not slowing down to listen to where they're being guided to go. And I could not think of a better client to represent for any of you who are earlier on and wanting to use the brand alchemy process to go from someone who maybe you're an employee right now, or maybe you technically like you have a business, but maybe you don't have clients yet, right? Maybe you're in that beginning phase where you haven't become the person who calls in clients, right? And I wanted to surface this conversation today so that you could feel into what the brand alchemy process is like for people who are at that point, for people who are, maybe you're, you think you're doing all the, listen, I listened to the business podcast and it told me to do this thing and whatever, right? But it's not feeling like it's yielding the results that you are wanting to see in your business. And that is so much of what I have worked with Sarah Beth on. It is so much of what I have just seen her flourish from being someone where you could kind of see like the light was like dimmed out of her eyes. She was overworked. She was overrun to being someone that you're just going to hear on today's podcast. She is so aligned. She's feeling so good, allowing for rest, allowing for so much creativity to come through her. And her business has taken off in more ways than she could ever imagine just from allowing herself to stop telling herself she needed to take massive action and taking the time to do the brand alchemy process and really get clear on what alignment would mean for her so that she could build her business from flow, from receptivity. So without further ado, here is a conversation with one of my brand alchemy clients, Sarah Beth Barrett. Enjoy. All right, everyone. We're just going to keep saying it whenever I bring a guest on. You're in for such a treat today. We are today welcoming my client, Sarah Beth Barrett. And one of the things I realized was that the last couple accelerator launches, we had like one of our million dollar clients who's in the accelerator. And then last launch, it was like, like someone at multiple six figures. And there's so many people who are in the accelerator who are earlier on in their business. And as I thought through who I could bring on, for those of you that are at the start of your business or ready to you know, really move towards things or it feels like you're a little bit stuck or or pushing or forcing. Sarah, if you could watch the video, <laughs> she's like nodding her head. We're going to get into it today. So um, before we sort of dive into all the juicy questions, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your frequency. Sure. So I'm Sarah Beth Barrett, and I'm a life coach and inner compass activator, which means that I help people get to know who they are, what they stand for, and what they actually want for their life, and then support them in creating a new, more fulfilling reality. And in terms of my frequency, how I like to imagine it is a luscious campfire on the edge of a beach at low tide. That blend of fire and earth and water energy coming together. 
Oh my gosh. It's so good. I feel that from you too. Yeah. It's so interesting. I'm trying to think of like where we even sort of jump off from. I, I think almost the theme of this will likely be like going from massive action to aligned action. Like mm-hmm. if I had to have a title for like the the chapter or like the book that I've seen you write, like being inside of the accelerator, that would be it. And so maybe let's start at what was, tell me where you were at before joining the accelerator, what was happening mm-hmm. with you? What was happening with your business? Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I launched my business back in January of last year. So was in the early stages. I'm coming from a 15 year in cor- 15 year career in corporate. And um, so really operating from the place of masculine energy, strategic, logical, structured. And um, that's really where I found success or how I had thought was the only way to define success. And so when I came into your orbit, I was in that midst, that transition of employee to entrepreneur. And so much of what um, you had described in terms of the differences between the employee mindset and entrepreneur mindset really resonated with me. And I think that's really when I felt like I needed to learn more from you and come in and and understand what that really meant for me and how I needed to define that for myself in order to be even more successful, almost beyond that structure that I had put in place or what I had thought was the way I needed to do things. Yeah. And then, so, so were you in my orbit, like back in the day when I was doing employee to entrepreneur or no? So it was, I happened, it was a series of synchronicities within a week of June of last year. Like as, literally, as like, it yeah, often is, as it always is. And I had heard you as a guest on a podcast episode and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, she's speaking to me. And so when I had reached out to your team and I said, I, I thought, I think at the time your, um, your mastermind wasn't opening for registration until that September. And so I said, how do I work with Catherine? <laughs> and I was pointed towards the podcast, your podcast and the brand Alchemy Accelerator. And at the time, I think between June and July, so your next enrollment for the accelerator, I had binged your podcast episodes. And even in listening to some of the client stories, ahead of time, because I was really trying to wrap my head around what you were describing as the program. I was brand new. I hadn't tapped into somatic practices before. So I had no idea what you were talking about. Even energetics, I hadn't really explored. And so it was a whole different language that I was learning. And it it almost was this leap of faith, trusting that I knew I felt called to work with you more deeply. And so it just, from that, that month that I I learned that you existed to the opening for enrollment, it was, it was kind of this trust fall into um, a whole new space for me. That's so interesting. So, so your decision to join the accelerator it sounds like it was quite intuitive. Like there was just a pull into the container. It was. 
And was it, was it an easy yes for you? Or was there like, was there a conversation you had to have with yourself to allow you to follow that desire? It was an easy yes. Yeah. I think I just knew that um, I had to work with you. And if that's what it was in that container, it was almost like it was the program that I never knew I needed. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I've heard that from so many people because I think, cause your background, you were coming from, and I remember I've coached you a couple of times and you think you're like, no, 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 we're going to go into the mind. We're going to find a thought. (laughs) All mind for sure. Because I mean, that's the road to success is operating in the mind. Like I've really had detached from my body. And so it was, a whole foreign world to think back in and to connect me back into the signals that my body could actually offer me and the insights yeah. that it could provide. Yeah. So let's get, cause I know there's people right now that are where you were and they're like, I don't know, signals. I don't know what they're just like talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about, because I, I remember you had been like from this mental point of the mind, I just remember, I think I had to coach you on like, I have to take massive action. And you were like, not allowing, there was like pushing, right? There was like this energy of pushing to the point where like you had, what was it health flare-ups or what was going on? And then, yeah. So like, what, like, what was that? What was your mode of like thinking you needed to do business this way? And then softening in, deepening into the accelerator, what shifted and transformed in you? And then how did that impact how you showed up in your business? Mm. So I think two things. I think one of the earliest shifts, even before hitting those those health circumstances that I encountered further on into the accelerator, but the one of the biggest shifts I felt up front was unleashing this feminine side to me. And I had been hiding that for so long. I've lived up in my head. Um, it's, it's been this, this natural place where I felt comfortable. I felt safe and it didn't feel safe to express that creative, that flowy side to me. And so, um, when I saw you and I saw you, you leading from a place of, of feminine energy, I thought, wow, I can actually be successful expressing, expressing my feminine energy. It's safe to let this part of me be seen by the world. And so I began expanding into that more fully and how I express myself through clothing, through my environment, um, inside of my business. And people saw this side of me, this luscious, beautiful, creative, flowy side to me. And one of the earliest things, the results that that created in my business was to create these in-person creative expression workshops for other closet creatives who felt like they had to hide that side of themselves. And that was in collaboration with a a local art studio owner. And this gave others a space to express themselves. It gave me a space to lead from my feminine energy and collectively honor our desires to create and allow that feminine energy to flow through. And it was such a powerful experience for me. So I think that was a a beautiful shift up front, but where it, it was still lagging was in how I actually 
operated my business. And that was from that place of taking massive action and hustle because I thought at the time, in order to have a successful business, I needed to constantly take this, this thought of taking massive action. And I, how I defined it at the time was that I had to do all the things I had to keep doing more. I couldn't stop. And it was this pressure. I think you described it at the time, the, the white knuckling, this gripping of that. It was never enough. And it's so sneaky because I think it, this, this notion of hustle was cloaked by so much desire and passion for what I did. Yeah. But I didn't actually notice it as hustle. Right. And so I remember at the time working every evening, convincing myself that I just had to keep going, that there wasn't enough time to slow down. And at the same time, all of this extra effort back then, it, it, it was perplexing because I didn't actually create that much more revenue or bring in an exponential number of clients that equated to the amount of time that I was putting into my business. And so when I started experiencing those physical health symptoms that were preventing me from actually doing anything, let alone anything inside of my business, that's when I really had to pause. I was forced to pause because I had crashed. I couldn't keep up with the pace. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's so interesting, actually. Now that we're having this conversation, I just coached someone else. Like, it feels like there's this, like number of people that come into the accelerator from that masculine, I must do more. I must push more. And then it's like, we have to actually teach ourselves a totally different way of being. And aligned action doesn't mean that you're not showing up and doing things, right? It doesn't mean you're just like sitting around, like manifesting, eating cinnamon rolls, like not doing anything. And I do think that's it for people who haven't come in and done this work, that's perplexing to them. And so like, how would you describe what it's like to just change the energy that's fueling the action? Like, what did that actually Mm. feel like for you? Well, it started with pressing pause entirely and giving myself space to actually be instead of do and and giving myself permission to be instead of do. And that was really uncomfortable, honestly, I think, because it went against everything that I had done up until then. It was, it felt like, it, it was, it felt shameful at the, at, at the beginning because it almost, I, I thought I wasn't capable of taking this, this massive action, which I thought then meant I wasn't capable of success in my business. And so it was such a, this layering of, I need to rest, but I feel like I can't. And then I feel like I'm not successful and I feel like I'm failing, but I just allowed myself to feel it all at the point, at at that point and just allowed myself to sit in it. And that is when things began to bloom again. And I think it, the space allowed me to see that I was building my business in a way that wasn't actually how I wanted to do it. It was yeah. going against my own frequency and flow and everything that I had decided I was going to stand yeah, for. Yeah, it's like swimming upstream. 
You're like, okay, I know that my frequency is this, but like I've been taught from watching like 15 years of corporate of go do and work and check the email at night, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so once I made that realization that this is actually not what I want, yeah, I was completely out of alignment. I, I was able to then see the way forward and draw a line in the sand for myself. And I decided right then and there, I think it was that week after you'd coached me in early January, that no matter what, I was going to build a sustainable business that supported my health and well-being, and at a pace that aligned with my energy and what felt good to me and nourishing to me. Oh, I actually remember I coached you on like release. Was it like timelines or something? You were like being really aggressive with yourself on like, I was it on like, I have to leave my job by this. It felt, it just felt like I was so compelled by my mission that I had to get there as soon as possible. And that was what was also creating this pressure to do all the things and do more and not enough because it's not soon enough. Yeah. And and so, and I think, yeah, that was when I coached you. And then I'm like, it's all actually that coaching is coming back to me now. You let that go. And then since I've just seen such a huge shift in you, such a huge shift in your energy. And I think it was sort of like, oh, okay. Like I can tell she's showing up differently. And then I started seeing you come into the weekly celebration post, like sign another client. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't know, maybe it's worth, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, maybe we'll come back to it if it, if it seems relevant, but like at this point, we've really covered what that looked like for you to transition forward. Actually, let's, let's stay here for just a minute because there are so many people who like, they're scared to let go. Mm. Like they're scared if I don't keep pushing, if I don't keep forcing all the things you said, right? Like it means that I can't be successful. It means that I don't care about my business. It means like like this whole list of things that make it really painful for them to pause mm-hmm. and actually like be in their body and and just listen. And so if there was someone listening to this that like, it sort of just sounds like we like, it's like, okay, I did that. And now it's great. Right? But they're like, wait, but, but what, <laughs> like, um, what, what created safety for you? I guess it's sort of, you're, you're saying like you drew a line in the sand. Was there still fear? Like you were scared to step off or how did you approach that? No. Um, I think it was at the point of truly surrendering. So yeah. I think I went from a place of control, trying to control my outcomes to releasing that entirely and surrendering to my body at the time, which was screaming at me to rest. And so once I released that timeline and really surrendered to the present, I was able to then begin prioritizing. I I was able to again. I was able to then begin prioritizing, nourishing my body, and defining the pace that worked best for me. And then at that point, I actually went back to the accelerator tools and started feeling into my brand again and where I wanted and needed to make energetic tweaks. And it, this was 
after creating a pretty solid foundation earlier on through some of the energy modules, I was really clear on my frequency. And so this enabled me to then just build on that foundation that I created and see how I could take myself to that next level by showing up for myself first. Yeah. Which then enabled me to show up for my business at my full frequency, at my fullest level of expression. And so I began, I became so much more clear on what I needed to do to just show up more potently online Yeah, and start taking aligned action at that point. So not from this place of hustle. So really releasing the control of like what gripping to that timeline of when it should happen or when it needed to happen in my mind and just really lean into nourishing my body, nourishing my mind through luxurious amounts of rest. And I mean, so much space in my calendar. I stopped working in the evenings. And even though it was uncomfortable at first, it began to really, the compound effect over time was so incredible. And so it enabled this for expansion and possibility and radiance and flow. And that then enabled boldness. And I made more direct offers. I told more people what I do. And so the aligned action that I began taking in my business was at a pace that felt nourishing to me. But then it also amplified my presence because these actions were so cohesive. They weren't scattered. They weren't trying to do all the things, but they were very intentional and cohesive. And that enabled me to amplify what I was trying to do without having to actually do more. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's so interesting because I'm sure if anyone were to just sort of drop into their body, they can feel, right? Like when you're speaking, like you are, you feel so embodied to me now, Whereas I I could remember, we could probably go back to some early coaching calls and there was, there was like that scattered energy. And I think what people don't understand is that in social media today, like you as a human are your brand and brand is your look and feel, right? So we could talk about visuals and you have done really fun visual tweaks, but like the feeling, the reason why we do actual like somatic and energetic work is because if you feel scattered to your audience, like that, they feel that. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't understand that before joining the accelerator. Yeah. I think that was one of the biggest shifts, actually, when I think about, when I think back to the number of times you coached me, I saw this common thread of connecting back into my body as a source of, um, as a source of alignment and calm and centeredness and I think it was so helpful to for not not that long ago I thought that emotions were something that came up that your brain came up with and then you showed them on your face (laughs) I know I'm not kidding I barely paid attention to body signals and so when when I was introduced to the somatic practices inside the accelerator, I was like, okay, this is weird, but I'm into it. I'm into it. And I think it was the main character energy reboot that um, you've had us drawing out on these 
bodies where in relation to something, how, where it felt in my body and how it felt in my body. And I had never done anything remotely like that before. And it was so mind blowing to me again, mind, mind blowing that I could listen to these signals that my body was trying to give me at the different beliefs or thoughts or things that I was internalizing in my head and how they could actually relate to inside of my body. Yeah. Oh, so that's interesting because I do think there's so many people in my audience that are coming just from the world of mind or mindset. And that like, when it talks about somatic, they're like, what? Like the body. And so it, it would be interesting. Was it easy for you once you dropped into the program to to understand what that meant? Did it take time? Like, were you just like willing to, I'll drop into these practices on the call and trust, or like, what was it like for you to go from being stuck in your head to being deeply embodied and with the subtle signals, like your body was sending you? Mm, It, it certainly took time. I think I was open and curious. So I think that's what helped at least, um, reduce the resistance to practicing yeah. any, any types of uh, these new tools. Yeah. Cause your brain was like, this is kind of weird, right? That's <laughs> totally. what my brain was like. When I first started doing somatic work, I was like, I don't know, this is weird, but like, it feels like the people I'm learning from seem very embodied and I want that. So I'll just do it. <laughs> totally. And it's still not second nature, I would say. Yeah. But now that I'm consciously aware of what's available to me, it's, it's taken time. I mean, I've been so what it's been nine months inside the accelerator and I'm still on that path. But I think that the greatest experience that I've had just over this, the course of these months has been the different ways that I can tap into my body. I mean, you, we started with the different ways, just even breath and how you can move breath, but then you, um, helped me move some inner energy, some inner fire to different oh, areas of my body. We, we need like, to talk what? about, I, yes. Oh, I totally forgot. Can we tell the story? Yeah, for sure. There was a day, because there are like, at this point, because I have training in energy somatics and mindset now, like I can flex. And so I'm always looking at like, what layer is the block on? And it's interesting because I think from an energy perspective, it's oftentimes, it's just like very intuitive for me. Like the person comes on and like, I can coach on thoughts. I can coach on the mind, but it was like very clear. I don't know. It was just intuitive. It was like, that's not the thing. That's not the tool. That's not the block. (laughs) So you came on, I can't even remember what it was. And you wanted coaching. I think on a thought or something. And I was like, your throat chakra. Did I say your throat chakra was blocked? Was that? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I, I'm feeling this inner fire and I really want to figure out how to maintain that. And my, what are the beliefs that are driving this inner fire and how do I amplify it? And then, so I was coming on with this expectation that, yeah, we would look at the mind, of course, because this is my default pathway and so but yeah you you took me to a whole different place and I think it was so much so there was like there was we did energy work on the call and then it was like that shifted it like really shifted stuff what happened after that I don't know if it was like a bunch of clients was it clients or yeah so this was right ahead of it was (laughs) 
right ahead of me going on vacation. So this was a whole other week of intentional rest, but I was feeling this inner fire build inside of me. And so that in combination with this additional intentional rest, I came back and that's when everything shifted inside of my business. I launched my first group program within that month. It felt so easeful. It felt so aligned. I've called in more dream clients in the last month than I had in my first year of business, whether it was inside my group and my one-on-one, my new one-on-one clients. I have been showing up more powerfully inside those in-person creative expression workshops. I, people keep telling me that I'm glowing, that they, they've even, even noticed that shift in my energy. And I think, um, so much has happened just within the span of the last month because of everything that I've put into place, everything that I've put into place since the new year and since creating that space for rest, since listening to my body, tuning into what I really need and what is what I need to do that is most in flow with my energy and allowing for that path to, to start to take shape. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, I keep wanting to think about the audience right now that for them, if they're earlier on an energy work, there might just be certain things that they're like, okay, like, what does that mean? And I, I do think you're like, okay, I'm, I'm more radiant. Like, and I do think actually there's like been a lot of people that have just bought because they've watched me. They're like, wait, she's like glowing. She's very radiant. Like it just seems very easeful. Like what's happening. But I, I do think it would be interesting to sort of double click into if we were to tangibly, if we had like a camera on you when you were running your creative expression workshops in the very beginning versus now, literally, because we've even coached on things like your posture, like the way that you're like presenting yeah. in the space. So like if we had a camera and we were to sort of look at A versus B, what did it, what does it actually look like? Mm. So the first, so let's imagine the first creative expression workshop, that was when I was still all in my head, all up in my, my mind and almost presenting as, as small and that I came in second. I was, I was taking a backseat in terms of what that workshop offered, which I, I came in with this, oh, people are just here for the art. They're not here for me. And mm-hmm. so how that manifested was a smaller, just even taking up less space with my body, more hesitant tone of voice and, and almost like really cutting off my portion of the workshop and putting what I had to offer last instead of first and how that has shifted. I think we've offered seven of these now since then. It's night and day. It is more integrated. I'm taking that front row seat in terms of my leadership presence. I'm putting what I offer first and with the full belief that they're here for the art and for 
what we do together in terms of reflecting and generating conversation and really understanding how we can amplify our creativity in our life. And so how that looks, that, that me looks at ease, looks, looks powerful yet warm and inviting and how my body offers that too is just this expansiveness taking up more space physically taking up more space in the the workshop schedule in terms of how I support those who are here who who come to our workshop and just being more at ease with who I am what I have to offer. And and I think the accelerator has helped me be very clear on that as well, because I am what my brand speaks. Yeah. I mean, you're embodied, right? I think it's sort of as like you, you decided like, this is what I want to be known for in the marketplace. And I'm going to become an embodiment of that. And so I think whether it's social media visuals or for you, it's like so much, it's interesting. Like some people like just join because they're like, oh, the the posture and the voice stuff. Like I've, we coach a lot. I've I've had actually recently on like, if you're showing up on video on social media or for you, it's been like in-person things and really thinking about the presence of your body. Like, is your nervous system regulated? Are you at ease? Right? Like all of that stuff. And I'm really feel, I can feel it from you right now, like on the podcast. And I'm like, I'm sure that this is the you that goes into those creative expression workshops. So let's, let's double click into now. I actually like, I should have pulled it up. Maybe I'll go see if I can find it, but there was like a week recently uh, in the accelerator on Fridays, we have a weekly celebration thread. And I just started seeing you post like, I love there was just like this, like every Friday, there was like another thing. And I'm trying to remember, but it was like, there was this week and it was like all of a sudden, like the work that you'd been putting in on how you showed up and focusing on you, you, you saw like your audience came to meet you. Right. And there was like this very clear palpable shift in the way that they were engaging with you and, and coming to want to work with you. And so I'm curious, like if we were to tap into that, right? Like you changed your vibrational point of attraction and not only like the quantity wise have more people dropped in in a short period of time, but like, I actually am interested in right now in like the, the quality of what those conversations and how people are coming in to work with you versus if we looked at last year, what it looked like versus in the past couple of months. Hmm. I would say one of the things that has shifted is in terms of how I make more direct and bold offers. So I think I would share, create value and create content from a place of, oh, maybe someone needs to hear this, but they'd be left with, maybe this was valuable, but I still don't know how to work with you. (laughs) So a little bit of confusion and no pathway to actually get to me. And so just in the, i I made it a priority to always make an offer and be clear on how clients could work with me no matter where I was showing up. And so there was one who had literally dropped into my space and within 48 hours had set up a consult, wanted to work with me. It was 
everything that she was looking for and had hoped for in her life. And so just even the potency of what I am trying to bring to this world and how I describe it, um, I would say that that amplified just even that call to my dream clients. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other words that I've heard, just, yeah, you speaking around the radiance, I think the energy matters. And sometimes there are moments where I'm just sharing parts of my life and parts of my own journey, because I think many of my clients can relate to the experience that I've had that I'm still going through. And I think that's part of what I want to bring into this world that I'm not, I haven't arrived and I don't know if any of us do, but I think that's the beauty of the shifts that we get to make and the lessons that we learn along the way. And I think just even sharing those more vulnerable parts of me that are still just as authentic and true and aligned with my frequency has called in more people who can relate and who the message that really resonates with them more deeply that way. Well, and I suspect they can feel the truth of it because if we're going to talk about, um, there's sort of like the action you're taking, which I think that like, if there's a one thing we're looking at, it's like, you were taking tons of action last year, right? But all you did was change the energy, right? And like come from alignment. And it's interesting because even talking about something like show vulnerability, that's such like a, that that's almost just like a marketing tactic that's taught mm-hmm. now, especially in the personal development or coaching space. Like this is, this is like almost like a, a pillar of content, but the way that you're saying it, Mm. I can feel the truth of it, right? Mm. And it's sort of like the energy isn't coming from like, I was taught to do this. So let me figure out how to like manufacture vulnerability, right? For you, it's coming from, no, no, no. Like this is genuinely, I want to put this out into the world to help. And so it's like, you're too, you're doing the vulnerable share, but you're doing it from an embodied energy, which creates connection to your clients. And it's so true that you mentioned that because the new clients that have dropped in, whether it's inside my group program or those one-on-one clients, each and every time I've connected with them, they say, wow, you're so genuine. And what you say, it comes off as so genuine. And that's this common thread that I feel so... I think it is so true that I am embodying what I believe, not just through action, but just in being and who I, who I am becoming as well. Yeah. Well, I I think it's interesting because we could even like go back to in the beginning talking about the inner compass activator. And I'm like, I mean, your inner compass is in your body. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. So it's like, it is always interesting to me when like coaches are like, I'm going to teach you to like live your dream like or like live your best dreams, but like they're actually not connected. Yeah. And it's like, we can only take our clients as deep as we've gone ourselves. And what I've seen you, and I actually, this is like bringing something up for me. I remember there was a time you talked about 
there were even things I was saying on the podcast that were like triggering for you, Mm -hmm. but you sat with them and you were like, is there wisdom for me here? Is there like, there was something, it was like, even though it was like, there was some resistance that came up, you wanted to sit with it and say like, but is there something here for me? And I think there was a lot around coming into more, allowing that feminine energy. Yeah, I think what I've noticed is when I can let my curiosity lead, I can't fail. And it always leads me to more truth. And so rather than resisting or hiding away from what triggers me, I kind of go just, yeah, like you said, I sit in it rather than try to shy away from maybe a beautiful lesson that it's trying to give to me at the time. Yeah. So um yeah. I love that. So if we were to encapsulate and break down almost as like a recap, the three biggest sort of lessons or shifts you've had from the program that have allowed you to create not just like the, the tangible results of more clients, but just physical well-being and, and rest and embodiment and like alignment, like what if like, what would you recap as like, these were the top three things that have mm. created this? So I believe the biggest one has been to connect back into my body because it has enabled me to tune into my limits and build self-trust by yeah. setting strong boundaries for myself. So by knowing when it's time to rest and really understanding and honoring what I need, and putting my health above all else. Yeah. I think understanding my energetic makeup has been a huge, has had a huge impact on my life and my business Yeah, because it's enabled me to define the pace and the flow that works with my energy instead yeah. of against it. Yeah. And I think it's also enabled me to take up more space physically and online. Yeah. Like physically and energetically. Absolutely. I think just even, I hadn't mentioned this, but one of the first things I did dropping into the accelerator was when you were talking about your physical environment inside the, the office modules. And I kicked one of my sons out of his room and <laughs> put my kids into bunk beds. And created a whole new office because I was working in the nook of an open hallway of our house and then going into our bedroom on a rickety stand-up desk yeah. <laughs> and I had to take calls and it was so small. And so I think just oh, I could giving cry. myself permission to take up space yeah. in my environment and man, I have chills because it sets the stage for my mission, the importance of the work that I have to do. And it allowed this expansiveness of physical space is just in so much more alignment with the path that I'm meant to be taking in this life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so funny. I was like, we're going to recap and come to the end, but I actually want to pause and, and drop into this for a minute 
because that is something I was even talking to like a girlfriend and she's like very like masculine energy. She's like getting, she's like very interested. She's seen me transition and she's like, what? But I don't understand like your, your office, like your office chain. Like, I don't really get it. Like her logical mind. And for me, it, it feels so obvious to me now that like, uh, our thoughts create our reality. And if you don't value yourself or like, you'll see it in your office. You will see it in like, like how much you're valuing your work in the world. And we've seen a lot of people actually like have conversations with partners with like move things around their homes because they realize like, Oh, like I'm not taking up space online. I'm also literally not letting my business take up space in my home. Like how we do one thing is how we do everything. And sometimes we can go in and work from our thoughts. Sometimes we can go in and work from our body. But one of the things that I love in the accelerator is we cover every single layer, right? And so there's things that we can do, whether it's like style or physical environment. And actually, I think Melissa Lawrence, who was like the last person on the podcast, that was the, the big window for her was doing the office work actually started to shift her mind and her body and like get her into her alignment. And it's so it's, I love that you're saying this was like the same experience for you was doing that office work. Oh, absolutely. And I think just even, um, I'll, I believe it was the main character energy reboot too, because it was one of my first experiences inside the accelerator where you had us do a time audit and how we use our time and how we use our space. Yeah. And that created so much awareness as well in terms of how I was not treating myself as an honored guest inside my home. Yes. Yes. And so this work enabled me to see how important it was to, to allow myself to take up space guilt-free that this was in service of a greater path. And this enabled me to expand energetically as well. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And it's almost like the, we could even say that the office work was you just drawing. It's like a series of lines in the sand, right? Of like, this is what I'm standing for. This is what I'm going to do. I'm moving towards this and making that decision to allow yourself to take up physical space to take up more energetic space online. Like, like I, yeah, really tuning into this idea of like taking up more space. I do also just want to note, cause like there's so many people that are new to the podcast. They're like, what's the main character energy reboot. So I do just want to say it's like a bonus course inside of the accelerator. So when you join us, you just go to the bonus section and go to main character energy reboot. So if you want to if you're like, wait, this time audit like sounds really interesting or the space audit, or I think actually the somatic practice that you said brought a lot of, I do a, uh, a practice with you all inside of the main character energy reboot in that bonus section, um, where you get very clear on what's alive in your body day to day. And then what changes when you're coming from the frequency of your future self. So that exercise that she mentioned earlier on the podcast is also inside of the bonus section. So the main character energy reboot is not like a separate offer. (laughs) There's just these things that come up that people are like, wait, what are those words? And I always have to remember if they haven't been in the audience since I ran that last year, they'd be like, I don't know what these things are. So just wanted to make that clear. Oh my goodness. Okay. So 
you've just taken up more space in your office. You've taken up more space online. You're allowing yourself to take up space and like even allowing yourself to run the workshops in the first place, I think is a really big deal, right? When Mm -hmm. we start a business, it's, it's so interesting. Like the idea of taking up space, especially, and let's bring it back around to like this idea of like, you've used the accelerator to go from employee to entrepreneur. And there's this thing with so many employees where it's just like, I have to wait until my boss says, or I have Mm. to wait. And they tell me at the performance review, whether or not I get to move up. Right. But there's this thing in entrepreneurship where it's like, there's no barriers. (laughs) And so it's like, you're not going to like wait to get some magic wand of like, you are now qualified to run a workshop or like, ding, <laughs> like you're now like, I, one thing I coach on a lot in the accelerators, people think they have to wait until they're in a certain size business to have dynamic marketing or like really, cause we have like the energetic thirst traps training in there. And like, there's, and they're like, no, 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 I can't show up that way online. I was like, no, 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 no. Like when you show up that way online, that's when you create the clients and you believing that you have to wait for like, right. It's ass backwards, right? It's like, okay, if you decide like, I can't run workshops until this and I can't show up online this way until that, it's like you had to decide to lead yourself Hmm. and be willing to run those workshops. So I guess like, let's end with that as like a last thing, because it was like, that is a, it's a big move because last year it was like, you were taking a lot of action and not seeing much in terms of results right? And then now this year it's like, oh, and I'm still going to go again. And I'm going to like, say, not only like, I'm, I'm going to run these workshops. I'm going to take responsibility for leading them. If there were someone here that's sort of back where you were in a more employee mindset of like, who am I to do that? Or, you know, whatever the thing were, but they have a desire. Like, they're like, I want to be on a stage. I want to run a workshop. I want to do something here. Like, what would you offer to them? Hmm, that's such a great question. I think it's all about taking that first available step, one that feels maybe a little bit less safe than just staying where you are, but not so incredibly scary that you're setting your nervous system off and you're completely dysregulated and Um, and throw in the towel. And so I think it's about just being open to what could be possible by simply taking one next step towards what you really desire. I love it. Another thing that I really love, I'm just now feeling into this, but I love that you're on the show right now because your energy is very different from my energy. Right. And I, I do think it's like, I want to actually make conscious and like take the time to make it a point that like, if you're someone that feels like you have an energy, that's like a little bit, like you have a delicious soft, like I'm all into feminine energy, but like, I think my rising Capricorn like comes through, right? Like (laughs) I have this, like, I also very strong masculine energy. And I think sometimes people think like they think entrepreneurs have to be this certain template. And I know that like, Mm. I, I say a million times, like you, like the accelerators, like every frequency can be successful, but I just really want to make present the fact that 
you have done this work from like this delicious, soft, grounded, feminine Mm -hmm. energy. And clients are signing with you more now (laughs) than they were when you were probably in your like 15 years in corporate doo-doo. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I just, I really wanted to just take time to ground that in because there's so many women who are that way. And, oh, I could cry actually, but they don't let themselves be that way because they think people don't want it. Oh, I am crying now. Um, And so I'm just really grateful that you came in and allowed yourself to align with yourself and allow yourself to like build a business from who you uniquely are and to trust that like that is what creates the clients Mm -hmm. and that you're now seeing that like tangibly manifest and like all of these clients dropping in. Thank you. Didn't think I was going to cry, but here we are. Okay. So rounding it out. We've already done the three, the three thing recap. And then we, we went left turn. I was like, wait, (laughs) there's another hole we got to jump in. So um, if there were someone right now who is feeling into either, actually they're probably thinking into, thinking into, feeling into. <laughs> it's so interesting because I used to think like think into programs and now I feel into them. And it's a yeah. very masculine to feminine adjustment. Um, but if someone is considering joining the accelerator, is there like a question you would pose to them? How would they know if they were a good fit? Like what what, like if someone messaged you on Instagram and they were like, I'm considering this. I would tell them to get out of their head and their body to actually feel into it. (laughs) Even if it's uncomfortable, because I think that was the first step to me joining the accelerator. I felt into it. And I think I would encourage them to lean into what they're trying to intuitively tell themselves and give themselves permission to answer to whatever call comes up. Yeah. And I actually, I want to like, um, tap into that for a moment, because I think for people who are really stuck in their heads, they'll see, like, they will also feel almost like a looping or dysregulation in the body. And so if you're going to feel into the decision of whether to join or not, you have to look for what's under the thoughts. Mm. How would you like, like when I think about this, when I'm feeling into like the truth of my body, like the wisdom of my body, if I'm in a dysregulated state, I can't even feel right. Like the, my intuition in my body. Right. And so like that, I'd say that's, that's what I would like, whether it's like through taking a few deep breaths or like feeling into what's the knowing, right. Cause I think there's like thoughts and then there's knowing, but sometimes if people haven't gotten into like the subtle awareness, but for you, you were like in your mind before coming in, but somehow you were still able to drop into your body. Yeah. So perhaps if I think back to what I was thinking, um, I was thinking that I wanted to feel more aligned. I wanted to have a brand that 
was the fullest expression of myself. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time, other than I wanted to lean more fully into my authenticity. Yeah. And that felt clear just in terms of how my physical presence, um, what I said, what I believed about myself. And so I knew that there was more I could do to get to that place of full alignment. And when I felt into, or maybe thought into the accelerator, that felt like the bridge to get me there. Yeah. And I'm so glad that it has been. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. So people are listening and your energy is delicious. And they're like, I need like, it's like feeling into you is like going to the spa. So <laughs> they're like, I want more of this in my life. Where can people come find you, learn from you, work with you? do all the things. Yeah. Come to my spa, Sarah Beth Barrett. <laughs> it's a mind spa. Um, you can find me on Instagram at sarahbeth.barrett. Um, you can also set up a consult with me on my website, sarahbethbarrett.com. Work with me one-on-one -on -one or join my group pro program. Our next cohort kicks off in September. So fun. And your group program is specifically around creativity? No. So this is actually a nine-week program to help you create sustainable habits in your life. Oh, so delicious. Mm -hmm. Perfect. All right. Well, go to her website, go to her Instagram, connect with her, do all the things. And thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story with us. Thank you, Catherine. you are loving what you are learning on the podcast and you're ready to cultivate and radiate your unique frequency out into the marketplace so that your audience stops the scroll, sees you, and drops in to buy, your next step is joining us in the Brand Alchemy Accelerator. Once you're energetically unbound, we take the work deeper as you prepare for the solopreneur to entrepreneur transition in the pleasure and precision mastermind, more deeply cultivating your energy and then learning to powerfully harness and direct it on the front end through the precision of your marketing and selling and on the back end through setting up a business that feels like it's holding you instead of you feeling like it's one more thing you have to take care of. Head to www.katherinemorrisoncoaching.com to learn more.